The bell broke. Hey, I like that. hey, here we go. Hey, you guys, guess what we're listening to? One, two, three. Music is 101 and more. Wow. <laughs> he had coffee today, didn't he? I know. I am excited. <laughs> I am El Professor. And chocolate. Yeah. I know. I'm your professor, David Kurt Phil. I have to kick him. I know. <laughs> and we have uh, over there Dr. Esteban Marconi. Yes, Woo. putting up with him again. My man, my man. Dr. Esteban, in the house, I got a sore arm. What do I do, doctor? Yeah. All right, wrong doctor. <laughs> That's right. When you're one of those doctors who uh, is purely metaphysical. That's... So you um, can't do a physical. Maybe. Ba-bum-boom. Boom. <laughs> All right. Hey, we have guests here, Dr. Esteban. Thank goodness. We have with us today, Carrie Kirk Keller, <laughs> touring events... Manager, she just got a promotion as of today. Very good. Manager Thanks. at Columbia Records. Woo! Excited to be here. <laughs> Whatever. And then we also have cool. Miles Kirk Franco, who yes. is yes, that is leave the last S off for savings. Um, are your finance manager? That's my title. Yes. So he's the, he owns Ultra Music as a finance yes, manager, he does. but he's us. So we have two Fiduciary managers with us responsibility. in the house. So. Miles Franco. Hey. Right. We also doing the board for us tonight is Seabass. Good to have you here, Seabass. He does not have a microphone, but he did say say it real loud. Hey, how's it going? Hey, he's, it's all going great. <laughs> well, of course, I'm your professor, David Kirk Philpin. It's great to be here. I'm having a great hair day, Doctor Esteban. No, it isn't. It is not a good hair day for me. God, I'm doing you? different things with it because I'm starting to lose it. I saw that, but I didn't want to say anything. I know. I, I don't want to say anything either. Yeah. I just did. Was your father bald? It doesn't matter. You know you, where you get it from? Do you know your where you mother. get it from? You get it from your uh, your maternal your grandfather. Oh, wow. I thought it was your so my maternal, mom's father. I thought it was maternal grandmother, actually, but it's grandfather. I think grandfather, uh, yes. I'm in good shape. Then. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so get down and give me 50 push-ups then. Did he have hair? He had some hair. Ah. He had, yes. He so was not you. completely bald. Right. And how about your brother? My brother, um, three years older than I. Not me, I. And he's no, got some... No, it's me. That's right. Three years older than me. You wouldn't know it. Marconi's really good with the uh, with grammar. I sometimes write things in... Your grandma? Or? He'd be a great grandma. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, he is this a great show grandma. show is over. <laughs> show is over. Good night. Thank Sebastian you for listening. doesn't even realize it. Did anybody mention that we're on Brave New Radio? Marconi no, award-winning, Steve Marconi award-winning right. Brave New Radio. Non-commercial radio award. Very good. I know, no commercials, no, no time. And then also... Uh, 
The IBS, yes, IBS, four out of the last, uh, we'll say six years, it's one. And that is a correct number as Great. well. What is a, a money man? Yes. Four divided by six, what percentage is that? We'll have to get it tomorrow. WNBC. <laughs> so about 66% of the time, we win awards. Very cool. Roughly. Yeah. But you come to William Patterson University. Why? Because it's probably the best music business program in America. At least right. one of the best. Probably. Who is watching News Channel 12 in New Jersey around midnight on Saturday? Probably this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was long asleep. But Dela Cruz was. Kara. Yeah, what? Carrie Boyce, who's Carrie one of our Boyce's pop leaders. mother. Yes, and she has a mother, and her mother was watching, and her mother saw a, a special segment a on spot. our program. Well, on Yeah, on the music business program, Music and Entertainment Industries here at William Patterson University. On Channel 12. Yes. And at so... Midnight on Saturday. And we're going to share this High video. Famous. Yes, cool. we are. Cool. And you guys are two people who are very famous. So one thing they didn't do, and I'm going to sue them, they uh, used images that I took. Mm -hmm. And they put it in the report, um, at least three images that I Where took. Where did they get them? Instagram. But they were supposed ah. to say, courtesy Music Biz 101 yes. WP. They did not. With the little mm -hmm. camera yeah, emoji. Yeah, with that little thing, because right. they usually yeah. do that, and they did not there. And uh, But they used a flyer that uh, our social media intern, Taylor Turner, put together, mm -hmm. who had a a uh, internship what do you call it interview today at downtown music mm -hmm. so nice. we're praying for her and then um, they had a picture of us with Mark two pictures of they had a picture of you and I with Mark Robinson from 300 Entertainment how did you see all this it's on it's oh you have to click on the email we got it's on a oh, Facebook so there's video mm -hmm. oh great yeah we have okay. Sprayberry because I only saw the one picture okay Sprayberry Sprayberry sent us a uh, link and there's a video ah click and moving images, yes. Did he give it to Channel 12? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, there we go. So thanks to Philip Sprayberry right. of our marketing department. Yeah. And let's see. Um, so we should continue with uh, all the good stuff going on. So that, that is awesomeness that is going mm -hmm. on. Um, go to musicbiz101wp.com, sign up for our newsletter, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, the face of the book, at musicbiz101wp. We are now on not just our sound, our uh, podcast is not just on iTunes and SoundCloud. It is also on... Spotify. Ooh, on wow. Spotify now. Boy. Yeah, that gets one of those. That gets one of those. I like that. Yeah, yeah, so we're on Spotify as well. So that's really cool. Do you want to give thanks? We better. We will now bow our heads, hands together, holding hands. We will give thanks to the folks at Van Dyne Bruno Inc. and White Hat Management. You guys remember Aaron Van Dyne? Yeah, definitely. Who is our guest next week in the studio, yes. Aaron Van Dyne. Halloween. With artists like Dav, Dave, Dav Matthews, <laughs> three, <laughs> door, Matthews. three Doors Dan, <laughs> Uh, Didn't he have to get cleared by the FCC? But, by the Sebastian. ACC, by the uh, Didn't AFI he have to get cleared to be on the air by the FCC? <laughs> he failed. And let's Continue. see, uh, he's got other artists. St. Vincent's Kiss. There's only, St. Vincent's is also a church in Madison, New Jersey, so I know he might visit that Catholic diocese. There's only one place to go for your band's business management or for Catholics, and that's... <laughs> Van Dyne, Bruno Wink, and White Hat Management. Mm -hmm. Go in is best for you. So, Dr. Esteban, go to VB. <laughs> hyphen. hyphen. CPA.com. When is best for you? We want to give our thanks to Christine Vey, a wealth manager and the president of 
Oi. They wealth management. Christine has helped many of our professionals at William <laughs> the Patterson to manage their investments and plan out their retirement. If you are looking for some guidance on how to plan for your retirement, or if you have questions on anything from investments and portfolio management to insurance retirement planning, give Christine a call at Miles. Repeat after me: seven three two seven three two four five five four five five. Carrie Kirk Keller. One five one zero. One five one zero. You can also email her at Christ Oi. Christine at Oi. Oi. com. Right. Leave the last Oi off for savings. That is right. Correct. You know, folks, go to backwingstore.com right now and buy the sixth edition of Dr. Esteban Marconi's great book. Managing Your Band. What edition? With Dr. Not doctor. <laughs> You've got me confused now. He got promoted Professor today, too. Professor <laughs> Dave. <laughs> he Karen's got promoted today. Now I'm a doctor. <laughs> Professor Phil. That is I. Professor also the second Phil. author. That's right. Um, Sixth okay. edition? Yeah. I think I was on like four. I call it the last edition, but he calls it the sixth. <laughs> the, the last. That is funny. <laughs> yes, when he retires, I have to keep uh, writing. I'm going to yeah. get up to 50. Edition 50. Wow. Before we go. By the way, we are almost at, at uh, episode number 200. Of wow. this radio show. That's great. Nice. So uh, we're very close. I think this once this goes up, this will be number 198 or 199. To the bank we go. Yes. Carrie, uh. you've, you've been on this, this before. Yeah. You have uh, you were a co-host with when three? we had... Sh is this three? I think so. With uh, Jane Stein. Yes. And with... Paul Sinclair. With Paul. This would be number four. Because weren't oh. you also on with Sean Gilday and Rachel Hill? Maybe when I was but a student. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other were when you were a student too, right? This is the first time you've been a featured guest. That's second time. Okay, this is great radio. And then <laughs> um, we also have you, Miles Franco. You were a guest, right, before? I mean, student guest? A student guest, yes. Yes, okay, very good. We like to hang out here. I know, <laughs> this is no, not fun. All right, a couple things for people to know. Uh, if you're listening to the live broadcast, our MIO organization, Music and Entertainment Organization, is putting on a concert at Monmouth University on mm -hmm. Friday, October 26th. In return, Monmouth is going to put on a concert here at William Patterson the University nice. on November the 29th. So it's sort of an exchange program, only yes. instead of us sending students to France, we're sending bands to Monmouth. Very good. And vice versa. Um, we mentioned about how great our program is. You want to hear real quick, I'm getting sued. Want to hear about my lawsuit? I'm being sued. I ran a, this is very true, Seabass. There's Seabass. I uh, have put on charity concerts for many years that raise money for usually food banks and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I uh, created a website about seven, eight years ago, and all about the gigs that we do to raise money. We don't. We never take any money for these gigs. Um, in one post, I put up something, because it's music-related, about Stevie Wonder. Because um, I think we were doing a Stevie Wonder song at one of the gigs. Uh, I put up a picture that I found from Google Images, put it up in the post, uh, Stevie Wonder post. And I got an email in August that I missed. And then I got another in September saying, you, you uh, infringed on the copyright of the photographer mm -hmm. of this Stevie Wonder image. We want $1,500. Whoa. Mm -hmm. So, um, obviously freaked out. I don't I don't have that, do I? I don't have that kind of money. Well, maybe from this show. Yes, from the show, because I embezzle <laughs> all the sponsorship money. <laughs> I don't. So, I know. So, uh, as we talk about the finance guy who's going to talk all about white-collar crime in a moment. <laughs> so, uh, I, I ended up reaching out to one of our staff members, Carl Guthrie. 
Mm. And Carl reached out to them to first mm -hmm. find out if this if they're the real thing. And um, we so we we spoke again today. He offered them a, a settlement of much more. They said no. Um, they're giving us till next Wednesday to accept their terms, which we're not going to accept. Mm -hmm. So in speaking with him today, um, while understanding the value of intellectual property and not wanting to um, screw somebody out of their intellectual property and, and what this man did in order to get that, there's also the fact that this was a charity website. Yes. That you're going after, it's like when the music industry sued everybody for downloading music. Right. Um, here, this was really just to help Charity, there was no money made. You took it down immediately when you... The second they told me, I took down the post. The mm -hmm. second they t that, that I found out. And I said I would write about the man. I said we would talk about the man. Um, all these different things. And they said, no, we just want the money. So we also realized the company doing this, uh, they're, they're a third-party company and mm -hmm. they get commission for whatever they do. So they're probably reaching out to as many people as they can right. and trying to see uh, what they can get. So mm -hmm. now I'm learning that Google Images are not... Copyright, they're still copyright protected. Yeah, like a lot of times it'll say Getty that. Images or things yeah, like that. Yeah, of course. And I thought once they put them up on Google Images, you could pull them. No, no. What you can do there's a, there's a, a uh, you can do the settings, um, in which uh, you can uh, have they have a usage button and it's a pull down mm -hmm. and you can click for reuse with modification reuse. Oh, I need uh, re, you know, So so now. Basically, because I still run websites and I even teach with them. Um, start, I'm starting, the reuse with modification still says might be uh, use, mm -hmm. copyright owned, basically. Right, that, right. That's the wrong ling lingo. But um, so actually for a lot of blog posts I'm doing now, I'm, I'm using YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. Instead of because when you write a blog post, which we've I never talked to you about it, but Carrie and we talked about. I actually Carrie wrote a blog post. You wrote uh, right. a great piece for one of your uh, classes, Pop. Plains and Ponzi. Oh yeah, that was about, the NSYNC paper. Yeah, a paper about NSYNC about what's his name? Who uh, um, who was the manager of NSYNC and yeah, Lou Pearlman? Yeah, Lou Pearlman. Lou Pearlman. Basically, he right. ran a Ponzi scheme. Blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. But actually, I show my students. I turned that into a blog post, and you gave oh, me info, cool. and I use that as the perfect. Uh, blog post to do, but it has pictures that are probably infringing. They probably copyright. are. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to get a letter yeah. in August. It turns out I'm the one, no matter what, if I'm running the website, I'm the one who gets sued. So if any of you guys <laughs> write venue, this, it yeah. doesn't matter. I'm the one who's getting sued. So the the lesson here, I'm not trying to bore people, although it's been done. Um, woo! Um, the lesson here is before you start using images and things on the web, uh, be very careful and watch what you're using and Mm -hmm. Try and go up and respect the intellectual property of others. Mm -hmm. That's good advice. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I'm sick of it. Marconi, talk. Yes. Well, we have two distinguished alums here. Uh, and I first would like, um, Carrie, you go first. Tell everybody what your position is now and what you've done since you've left here to get to that position. Well, let's see. Can I start with that first? Can we do backwards? Yes. Okay. Um, just to make things interesting. So let's see. I graduated in spring of 2015 from the William Patterson University Music Business Management Program with these two esteemed professors. And what did I do then? Then I was sad because I didn't have a job. So... I was temping for a little bit at Live Nation, and then I reached out to Professor Philp, 
And I said, please, sir, help me get the job. <laughs> and, that accent, sir. Yeah. And, uh, and he connected me with Ron Beanstalk, mm -hmm. who has also been on this podcast. Twice. Esteemed yes. music lawyer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he happened mm -hmm. to need a uh, receptionist office manager at his entertainment law firm in Hackensack. So I went there, worked with him for a little bit and his staff. And that was really interesting. Same thing with IP. They were educating all their clients on how to protect themselves and um, register for song trust and you know, get paid for their music. So that was cool. And then a um, little while after that, I got a call from Columbia Records, not the country. <laughs> and uh, they asked if I wanted to interview for a position in the touring and events department where I had interned actually in the spring. And I said yes. And long story short, been there for coming up on three years this winter. And now a touring and events manager and we help move artists around and to deal with artist services and logistics and all the events that take place and um, how to market music using live whether or not the artist is there so it's very interesting learn something every day it's good mm -hmm. it's a good time great and miles the same thing that's cool that you got called that's awesome thank you yeah, yeah. it was cool um, so I graduated, I guess, last May, or May 2017. Um, but while I was at the, in the same program, actually, Carrie's the first person I ever talked to before I came up here. She kind of convinced me this is a great program. Uh, we go way back. <laughs> yeah. So, um, while I was in school here in about 2016, during that summer, I reached out to the publishing company at Ultra Music, um... And I interviewed with the head of public, or I guess he was the senior manager of operations and publishing. So I actually started in publishing at Ultra. Um, and I was there through the summer, uh, learned a lot about how to do royalties and how to do administrative work because there's a lot of, of that in the music business. So it's good to be, you know, good with Excel and like just reading like agreements and kind of like looking through, uh, you know, royalty statements and whatnot. So I did that for uh, the summer and then they called me back a few weeks after my internship, asked me to come back part-time. So I was still publishing there. And then uh, I gradually moved into a finance role in on the master side, which is separate from publishing as you know, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> so actually I've gotten the best of both worlds and now I'm the finance manager at Ultra. So I do a lot, all the bookkeeping. Um, the accounting uh, also process out like all the outgoing royalty statements for all of our artists, uh, which is a lot of fun. I really enjoy that. So that's where I'm at right now. Ultra music. Great. So tell me the one course that you took in, in your MBA level that you feel was most beneficial for what you're doing now. Uh, well, it's funny you mentioned Guthrie because I felt like that was the most, the entertainment law course was the most beneficial to me since I look at agreements all day long. Even though you're in finance. Yeah, that's, well, part of that is, or most of that is looking at agreements. Right. Yeah, so it's it's cool. I think Guthrie's class was very helpful. Okay. Well, what what do you, when you say looking at agreements, what are you looking at? What are you looking for? Well, you got to know how an artist gets paid. Mm-hmm. 
So you have to look at, you know, it, just like that guy came to your class and saw your pictures where he had breakdowns of how things work in recording agreements, right? When Mark Robinson yeah, was here yeah. the other night. So, like, I saw that he had, like, different rates and stuff like that. Because, you know, like, it's a give and take with a label. So, like, you're basically, you know, somebody's putting in their resources into an artist, you know, in return for, you know, some kind of gain for both parties, Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of, you know, look at their agreements. You have to look at, you know, what territories, you know, you're representing this artist in. And then you kind of go from there. So basically everybody that comes to the door, like an, an artist or like anything like that, you have to look at their agreement to kind of judge or not judge. You just basically look at it to see like what their the rates are and like where you can promote it and all that stuff like that. Mm. Okay. Does uh, Ultra have 360 <clears throat> deals? Are they all 360 deals? Like uh, three, 300 entertainment, for example, Atlantic, that's all they do. Um, I have not seen one. <laughs> really? Oh, no. Yeah. No kidding. Interesting. Interesting, yes. Yeah. Okay, Carrie, what's one course you think helped you the most? I really liked <clears throat> the business plan course mm -hmm. with, with uh, Aaron Van Dyne. Van Dyne. Right. Um, I thought it was really interesting, but also helpful from a budget perspective and just seeing trying to imagine an idea coming to fruition because that's mm -hmm. kind of what we're doing all the time you know mm -hmm. people will come to us with all these crazy event ideas and it's our job to try and execute them if we can mm -hmm. and start it from the little egg and then hatch it into this giant thing right so. right so carrie do you think if we didn't have the 360 deal uh, would your department exist at Columbia Records? I think it would. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, because I don't think all, I, you know, I don't, I obviously don't work with the deals, right. but um, I, we're artist services. So mm -hmm. I think our department is a lot more based in that, like, new a la carte mm -hmm. style, mm -hmm. where we help as much as the artist needs us to help. Right. Did which, they say how... Or do you know how how long that department's been in existence at Columbia? Uh, or maybe it was an outgrowth. I of mean, it's been there at least. Or? I want to say a, ten years at least. Mm -hmm. It's very unique too. Not all labels have our department, right. or if they do, it doesn't necessarily function the same way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, at a lot of other labels, each department individually handles their own things. So right. radio would handle their own radio promotional events right. and then marketing handles their own marketing. But we kind of act as traffic control and mm -hmm. work collaboratively with all the departments and then ferry that information out to the artists and their team. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, a newly signed, a newly signed artist that has poor management and they need marketing. Is that where you guys would step in fairly strongly to offer suggestions of maybe unique things that they do, you know, knowing the artist's biography and so on and so forth, things that would work for that artist that might not work for other artists? For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we'd try. Um, it's always important to understand from our perspective who the audience is. Mm -hmm. So we look very closely at who the listeners are mm -hmm. and trying to identify mm -hmm. what the fans want. Right. And then, right. you know, and then we look at the artist strengths. Mm -hmm. I think that's always super important is mm -hmm. who are, 
who are your listeners and what do they want and how do we keep them coming back for more? Right. Now, what about somebody as, as big as Bruce? I'm just thinking of Bruce on Columbia. Um, he needs a lot less help. Would they, <laughs> would they be bringing you more, more suggestions and then you massage them? Or would you still be offering unique things that Bruce might do? Yeah, I think it's a combination of both. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, obviously we always want to listen to their ideas, but it's it's important to always bring value, too. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. whether or not they say no, which a lot of times they will. <laughs> right. You know, it's it, we just want to keep presenting new ideas and showing that mm -hmm. we're part of the team. And do you work with managers? Yes, very closely. Yeah, but that's right. fun. <laughs> and, how about you? and you, Miles, now after you, well, you learn about the contract and what's the next step. So now you know the deal. Uh -huh. So now you start seeing royalties coming in and make certain that... Uh, it's being it's, processed quickly. Yeah, and, and efficiently and so on and so forth. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a big process because we're a very heavy A&R driven company and we're... I wouldn't say we're small, but in the grander scheme of things, we are. Right. But we're like, but we are the the biggest independent dance label in the world. Mm -hmm. We've been around for over twenty years, and my CEO Patrick Moxie, he's like, he's just a G. You know what I mean? Like he, everybody knows who he is. Mm -hmm. He's mm -hmm. been doing this forever. He's put his stamp on dance music. And, right. Uh, so yeah, so like. Anybody that you would even... I think I'm diverting now. I, f I forgot your question. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. So, basically, uh, yeah. So, like, just process it. Make sure that it's all correct. And it's a lot of data. And especially mm -hmm. coming from income sources like YouTube and stuff like that. You know, right. like, those are... It's big data. Right. Big now, data. how big is your... you have an audit department that audits the data that's coming in from YouTube and so on? Um, we have people that it's cool because with an independent label, like you know, everybody puts their hands in something, and everybody helps out with stuff mm -hmm. like that. You know what I mean? But ultimately, it's up to like the finance team to make sure everything's correct. Right. Yeah. It's, it's the, just it's just a couple of us too. It's like not much at all. Is the word blockchain coming into your vocabulary? Uh, not in mine, <laughs> but uh, it's very interesting seeing like all of this, just like. You know, when you sign something and see how it performs and like it's a good gauge of like what type of thing performs well and mm -hmm. what you should keep doing. Because like I said, we're heavy A&R, so right. if something's performing well and it's kind of like this, you know, you know, maybe like something like this will perform well. It's cool. Right. It's really cool. Because like, you know, you wouldn't think that, you know, somebody in finance would be able to help out with that kind of thing. But being in that position is cool. Right. And how many full time are at Ultra? Uh, well, we have a, a big international team, too, but in our office, it's probably like a little over like 30, 35. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Did you think when you were here that you'd be going into finance? Was that something you kind of fell into or when you started to get your MBA where you're like, I want to be in the finance division? Of yeah, a, I kind of pretty, I pretty much wanted to be like around like the admin stuff and mm -hmm. like, you know, finances and money and stuff. After just like, of course, everybody comes in here kind of like wanting to do the A&R thing, you know what right. I mean? Or like stuff like that. And you know, I still have my creative thing. Like I have a background audio, like I said, and mm -hmm. music production, but I really enjoy like doing what I do now. It's really cool, and I feel like I'm. I don't ever want to stop doing it. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. 
Do both of you guys always have people coming up? Can you sign my band? Yeah. <laughs> Even though but you have no. Can I send yeah, you exactly, my CD? Yeah. Yeah. Can I send you my? I'm like. Okay, but I'm right. gonna li- I don't know. Yeah, you listen right. to it. I can it's listen cool, to yeah. it, but it's great. Yeah, <laughs> good job. <All> right. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. And it's interesting. You guys grew up. I mean, when people think of William Patterson, of course, they think of everybody from New Jersey. Yeah. But you're originally from Washington. Yeah. Seattle. The state yeah. of Washington. The great state of Washington. Right. And state. Miles is from South Carolina. Yeah. Ask him about barbecue. <laughs> Barbecue's yes. great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, really <laughs> right. yeah. Now, and Dr. Marconi's daughter is going there currently, South Carolina. Yes, she's a game cock. That's right. Unbelievable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyhow, we have some great tweets tonight, yeah. don't we? Here, here's a tweet for both of you from, uh, from John Kaplan, at Jonathan Kaplan. And the tweet reads, and then you will answer, being a recently removed intern for both of you, what's your best advice for turning your internship into a full-time job? Um, <laughs> you I, go first? No, you go ahead. <laughs> um, I think it's, you know, if the relationships you formed during your internships were good, which I'm sure they were. So definitely keep in touch with those people. Send them a note every once in a while. You know, it doesn't even have to be like, asking for something and it can just be like hey saw that you know so and so had a really great tour like love to see you guys in the news like hope everything's going well and just keep yourself at the um, top of their minds I think for any opportunities that might come up and also just because you can't intern anymore you can still do informational interviews and most people are always happy to grab a coffee or you know meet after work or something and talk about themselves because who doesn't like to talk about themselves so and it's it's, e- it's an easy way to just you know keep networking and and stay in the scene as much as you can i think do you, w- when you talked about i'm sorry no please quick fo- when you talked about you know reaching out to people mm-hmm. are you doing it only through email or are you doing it through through linkedin is one helping more than the other yeah i think um i get a lot of people reaching out through linkedin mm-hmm. i think email too um or i think even like people have like reached out to me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Miles and I connected on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> is there a way that you feel it's inappropriate to reach out to you? Like, is Facebook inappropriate to send to messenger you? Should they? Are you thinking you really? This is a LinkedIn thing. Should hit me on LinkedIn, or you're not at that yeah. point where you really? I mean, I prefer LinkedIn just because I try to keep more of a balance between like my professional mm-hmm. life and my personal life. So mm-hmm. it. Like, I get a little bit more uncomfortable if somebody just, like, reaches out to my personal email. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, how do you get mm-hmm. that, you know? Right. And mm-hmm. so, at least LinkedIn, I know, like, that's like what kind of what you're, yeah, yeah, that's what you're coming for, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Instead of being like, I want to be friends with you, but really, because I want you to get me a job. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was going to say yes. that she, she said something very important, which we also talk about... <clears throat> when we talk about writing cover letters. And that is, she said, when somebody reaches out, you would reach out with something you saw that they are involved with. Instead of just saying, hi, how are you? But, uh, but hi, I saw that the tour went great, et cetera, whatever. And we always say that with a cover letter. Don't just write, Mr. Jones, you know, I want a job. And Mr. Jones, I understand you guys broke the quarter, was the best quarter you've ever had, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And she said that nonchalantly, actually, you know, just as a, a way to tell our listeners 
that yes, stay in contact and stay um, in the business at the same time. Mm-hmm. Good example of that. I was thinking about it because I was talking with a class about that yesterday about um, using LinkedIn and, and how we could do it in proper way to post and things to post about, especially mm-hmm. if you're trying to get into the industry because there's still some people, you would think every millennial or the, the generation under that, every 18, 19 year old kid is all over social media and it turns out they're not. And some rarely do anything. And some I'm like a hermit. What? I, I like don't, I like go on social media every couple days almost. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a hermit. I like mm-hmm. put my phone in my purse and just leave it there. You know, it's uh-huh. like my wife just looks at things, but she never posts, never yeah, puts anything yeah, up. Yeah, I do that too. But for, from a music industry side, going off with uh, Dr. Stavon Marconi of Music Biz 101 and more here on Brave New Radio was stating, was that... Um, I was going through my LinkedIn today, for example, the news feed, and there's a guy there who does not have a job, but he, but it basically said in his title, he wants to be in esports. And he was basically saying, um, you know, uh, he had a better title than what I'm about to say, you know, uh, esports agent looking for new opportunities, something mm. like that. Mm-hmm. But what he posted was something related to esports. And it was uh, some study that he found, but he put it up there and it was shared by somebody else. So the idea uh-huh. is exactly what you just said. You could do the cover letter directly to that person in the handwritten note we should get into in a second as well, which you 100%. did. But um, just also with LinkedIn, you can keep posting about stuff going on in that world. And now you keep associating yourself with that. And LinkedIn likes, they've changed their algorithm. They're actually looking at not just the very famous people who are posting and putting that in every news feed. They're looking to see you know, what like you would put up even though you never post, Carrie, and then um, they think your, friend, your your connections actually may want to see that since they're connected to you. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what the question was? Um, internships, John Kaplan. Yeah, that's good. He wanted to know, uh, best that advice happens. for turning your internship into a full-time oh. career? Uh, well, you know, I was really, I'm privileged and very fortunate to just kind of have one and go from there. But, uh, I will say I was just very real with people and I was I kind of found out I looked at myself and kind of tried to realize something special about me and kind of highlight that and then uh what was the thing special about you I think it's just my personality to be uh-huh. honest and uh I was very efficient and fast at you know what they asked me to do mm-hmm. ultimately and uh I think that's pretty much what got me the job and I mean they probably you know they could say something different but mm-hmm. that's what I feel like you know, was what I did. You know what I mean? Good. Well, he does have that personality because actually in September, some, I don't remember her name, but a faculty member from the School of Ed asked about you. Oh, yeah? Because he, he had a graduate assistantship at the School of Ed. Yeah. And I always, yeah. I'm a very, very loyal person and I'm very, you know, mm-hmm. Southern gentleman. <laughs> yes, I watch, uh, what's that show? Southern Charm. Whatever that is, yeah. Yeah. God. Well, speaking of Southern Charm, and and you doing so well, we had a phone call from Miles' stepmom, Carmen. What? And she she, uh, wants to shout you out. She's listening from South Carolina. And she says, What, what, you think I'm lying to you? I do. That's my stepmom. Did you you research this before? You know my stepmom's name, huh? Yeah, I know everything about you. Um, He says, You're doing a great job, honey. Oh, wow. So let's. Well, thank you, Carmen. Thank you. Thank you, Car Car. That's so sweet. Love you very much. Seahawk. 
A Seahawk. Yeah. I love that. Because she went to uh, UNC Wilmington, and their mascot is a Seahawk. Ah, uh, cool. Yeah. So, well, that's very cool. <laughs> yes, thank you, Carmen. Yeah, the fan. For, yeah. We have a and listener. Then, so, shout out to my little sisters, too. Two what, little sisters. What are their names? Maddie and Livy. Maddie and Livy. And shout out All to right. my dad, Rod. And my mom listening right now, Jennifer. Yeah. <laughs> got the whole, the whole family. I promoted yeah. this thing. That's right. It's very good. Very good. Cool. Carrie, talk about the handwritten note and using that to get a job. Oh, love the handwritten note. Um, well, we talked about that a little bit, but I just, it was always just something that I kind of felt was important to, nobody writes letters anymore. Everyone just texts or sends emails, and I just still think it's such an important art, and it's very personal. Um, I think you should still send an email to say thank you, because... At least it, our mail, yeah, our mail is so slow. So I thought this person just like left me forever, <laughs> and then like two weeks after I had talked to them, I got a letter from them, and I was like, oh, okay, they they don't hate me. Yeah. But I just think that if you take the time to write a thank you card or a letter or something like that, again, it's just showing that you're taking the time, that you truly care, that you're putting in the effort to sit down and pick up a pen and paper and just you know, write something thoughtful, even if it's not thoughtful. You know what I mean? It's just, but it's like the effort and it like, I just think mm -hmm. it shows that you truly care. We mm -hmm. have a, uh, have a student who almost did not get an awesome internship at this point last year for the spring semester um, because she did not send a thank you right after mm. and it was between you gotta do it in some form yeah it was between her and one other person we got a call from the person who was going to be the supervisor asking us to vouch for her yes. and stated i thought she had the best interview everything was perfect about her except i never got a follow-up a thank you and he specifically said and even if she had handwritten me a note that would have been the the icing on the cake mm -hmm. kind of thing so we ended up having a 20-minute conversation about We'll talk to her, but you gotta. And he, she ended up getting it, mm -hmm. and she ended up killing it and being being awesome at it. But she almost blew it. Mm -hmm. yeah, so, so you have that's to. interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, so here's another. Can, can I do another tweet, Doctor Stefan Marconi? I wish you would. Okay. Your wish is going to come true. This is from Georgina Reed at Note Gina, but with oh G Note Gina. There, I get it because it said G N O T E, and I thought sure, it was like a silent G. Kirk. G. <laughs> from uh, Georgina Kirk Reed. <laughs> um, and she can, uh, let's see, for the two successful MBA grads from WPU, first kudos in capital letters. Oh, thanks. That you're making your dreams happen. Yeah. Please, are you guys going to just interrupt or Sorry. am I going to get to read the tweet from Georgina Kirk Reed? Please Thank continue. you. <laughs> Thank you. Please stop Please. it. Kudos for making your dreams happen after graduating. <laughs> <laughs> I would like. He's oh FCC. yeah, rock and he roll. He can't be FCC. Interrupted this is none of that. I know. I interrupted. Him. I'm going to slap myself that. in the face. There is a cough button. All right, let's do this. A, there is a cough. Okay. I would like to know individually if the knowledge you gained in college. <laughs> computer just went black on me. If the knowledge you gained in college truly, in caps, helped you in the industry world, or was it more past experiences? So, um, the, did the classes you took help? Or was that all, you didn't need it, and it was really a school of hard knocks on the street? I thought it was super helpful. Yeah, definitely. Both in terms of what I think you learn in class. Like, not not everything you learn might be relevant. Like, you know, we took a whole class on social media, and I don't do that anymore. So I'm, like, not going to use those skills right now. Maybe someday. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But... 
Like it's still, I think it's still important overall to learn in terms of how the business functions and also just like the business side of the music itself. Even if you're an artist, you still need to know how the business works so you don't get screwed. It's just super important. But I think on top of that, regardless of whether or not you feel like you're really taking something away from class, you're still going to meet people. And that's ultimately probably how you're going to get a job is through the people that you're meeting and networking with and connecting with um, and the internships that you're going to get because you're a smart student, you know. And I found it most interesting too, like like in all of our MBA classes, they all knew who the music people were. And mm-hmm. like bridging that gap was cool, and they were interested in what we do, and mm-hmm. like we were in, we were interested in how they do things because a lot of the people in the MBA program here have been in business for a while, or like you know know how to do accounting and mm-hmm. stuff. So it's cool to bridge the gap between like those two type of students, which I f- I found it very interesting. So the course is not like algebra. Mm-hmm. Did you all take algebra, both yes. of you? Have you ever used it since you've, that course ended? No. no. <laughs> Carry on. Yes. Well, I, I bring. I think it's a good question, and I was listening to a podcast today on Promoter One on One, and there is a guy named Steve Renman, um, Steve Rennie, and he calls himself the Ren Man, and he puts out that he used to manage Incubus, and he was mm. a promoter a long time ago, and um, he's based out in California. He thinks what we do is a, a crock. He mm-hmm. thinks you don't need to go to school. He thinks all you have to do, and he's harder language than that. He thinks it's, it's, it's a waste of your time and a waste of your money, and you can only learn by doing. And Bob, Lef, Bob Lefsetz says the exact same thing. Yeah. Lefsetz is always, you just need to learn by doing. But here's the problem with that. Mm-hmm. You have to go to school to get an internship now. And Columbia Records will not hire you. Yeah. For an internship, most of yeah. most places oh. now, especially because yeah. the majority of them aren't paid, so you have to get school credit in order to get an internship. There aren't right. a lot of places that will hire you anymore, unfortunately. But that's just, mm. I mean, that's just the business has changed. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot of analytics stuff, like I was saying, it's a lot of data, it's a lot of like admin work now. You can't just walk into a mailroom anymore, like you probably kicked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, if you just stepped into somebody's building, yeah, you know I mean, you, it's just, I guess it would, I don't know how it was then really, but it's just different, I guess now. I mean, I don't know anybody who didn't go to school for either music business or some kind of marketing or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plus, yeah. I think the way that people make money now is so different. You know, you're not yeah. selling, it's not a product anymore. Yeah. It's about driving awareness and um, streaming, which is in the, tangible thing you know that's it's it's a different way to make money i think it's a whole different business than it used to be mm-hmm. that's also no disrespect to anybody it's really no. just the truth though no i think yeah, there's yeah. validity to what they are saying but, I, but, they, but they are the way they say it is like it's, it's like my way or the highway it's either you don't need to do it you're wasting your time forget it and i think people learn differently and there's still always going to be those people the scooter brawns who quit college right. um because they're they found it right away and figured out how to do it on their own and get their way in. There are always those people. Okay. Well, a lot of managers, I I assume, would probably go that way. You know what I mean? Like, let me just drop my stuff and find this guy. Yeah, I can totally see. Oh, the studio, you know, audio engineers. Yeah, yeah. um, People can always be, like, apprentices. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But I think, like, working in the business. Yeah, there's certain pathways, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think also people think that uh, some people will take music courses and they'll take business courses. Then you would have to get your hands dirty and get into the business to put them both together. 
music and business. So by the, in, in that sense, they're sort of right. Mm -hmm. But if you're taking sort of this combination that so many colleges are doing now, and we go all the way through an MBA, which includes many more, much more in the analytics and so on that you wouldn't, you'd get with an MM or an MA or whatever, uh, it just makes sense, uh, you know, because nobody gets a job anymore with a high school degree. I mean, to be you honest, have to go somewhere, yeah. trade school yeah. or college. Like but, you know, when I was like right before I got here, like I was like a butcher for years, right? Mm -hmm. And like, how would I go from South Carolina being a butcher to go to Ultra Music and be the finance manager if it hadn't mm -hmm. been for this place? Mm -hmm. Ultimately, mm -hmm. yeah. I just I, think it's just so competitive. Everything. Yeah, totally. They're just it's the industry has shrunk, so there's a lot less jobs. I think, and it's a lot more competitive to get them. So mm -hmm. you just have to get any experience you can. And a lot of times in order to get that experience, you need to be in school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. Jade Onori wants to know, if a student decided to pursue an MBA in the music biz, would you recommend they do so immediately after earning a bachelor's or wait a few years until they've worked in the field? And I think it depends on what you did for your undergrad. And mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a hard one. It's such a personal choice, I think. I did mine right away. So I did undergrad and then went straight to grad school because I was very afraid. It was important to me to get an advanced degree, and I was afraid that if I didn't go immediately, I would never get it because mm -hmm. I think once you start working, and I'll be 100% honest, if, it's, if I was trying to get my master's right now, I couldn't mm -hmm. because... A, I couldn't make it back from the city on time for classes <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. with the traffic. But like B, when you're working f like at least 50 hours a week, you know, it's just it's there. It's super high pressure industry that we work in. I don't think I would have the mental capacity to yeah. do a degree right now. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it, it depends on what you want to do, what the job you want to get into if you think it's viable, but then just know it's probably going to take you a lot longer too, because you might only be able to take one or two classes at a time instead of a full course load. Right. It took me six years. I was working at Polygram, and it took me mm. six years to get. That was probably it's a really hard, example. right? Yeah. yeah. It was uh, one class a semester until and you went to Pace. I went to Pace in New York City, and I think after four years or so, I got a letter saying <clears throat> you have to hurry up. <laughs> Or else we're going to start eliminating credits that you Van took Wilder. four years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I uh, ended up doubling up and taking summer, mm -hmm. summer classes yeah. and no time off. And I think it it's great. a priorities thing, right? Mm -hmm. Also, like you know, to be fair, a lot of people can't afford to just do school, mm -hmm. and they need to work too. Right. So totally respect that too. Obviously, well, that's the other side of the coin. Should someone get a job with the big three, then probably there is a program that will pay for your advanced degree as long as it involves something that has to do with your job. Right. And that's what Dave did at, at Polygram. Right. Mm, that's cool. So, yeah. yes. Yeah, a lot of the bigger companies will help yeah. pay for some education. Okay. We have about five minutes left. One, a few okay. more tweets. Um, one good question, um, and I know you can't get that deep, Miles, but um, from Faith Crystal, Faith in My Heart, at Faith in My Heart, what can you tell us about the numbers at Ultra Records? And here's that will touring still be the biggest revenue stream for a while? So you, you're not seeing 360 deals. So the revenue your streams you're seeing for Ultra are what? 
for the artist? Is it strictly streaming? Is there much physical? Is it all? Is there vinyl? What are you seeing? Uh, we don't really do physical at all anymore. So it's, no manufacturer. Like 300 Entertainment does no. Mm -hmm. I think a lot physical. of people don't do that, except mm -hmm. for like the big, big ones, which mm -hmm. I don't even know how much they do, but I'm just assuming. Yeah, mm -hmm. some we don't do yeah. any. But physical. it's probably like Bruno Mars, probably yeah, but or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, it's just like all streaming and you know from different sources and you know there's still there's, the different platforms yeah yeah like you right. can just everything you mm -hmm. know like itunes youtube spotify and then you know we still have we're still holding on to some you know like dsps like beatport and stuff like which is big big and dance and stuff mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. this is i mean that's you know it's basically what you see and you use every day are you publishing it all or strictly uh, master recordings you guys are no we have a, that's how I started in the publishing company okay it's like the arm of a, so you have some artists who are signed to ultra uh, on the ultra music publishing and also ultra. yeah yeah okay yeah. so it's 360 in terms of they don't have in a way they, they have, don't have to do that yeah though. you know it's like they don't they don't have to do that they can but they they're mm -hmm. not forced to that's mm -hmm. not the company edict saying you do this no I really like the way they do things there too it's very ethical and it's very cool mm-hmm now with the dance, do they still have? I'm just asking. You still have pools, and they still A and R still goes out to clubs and oh yeah, and finds. Um, well, it starts with starts with a stream, and then it's like let's see what's going on here. And then they go and so they have to have meetings. X amount of noise happening. Well, not necessarily, but it it definitely helps. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And you get. Um, I know you're not an A and R. But um, does, does a small label like that tend to follow just about every recommendation that they might get from somebody they respect? You know, like, a, a, I've never heard of this person, but you're telling me they're, this artist is great or this DJ is great or whatever. It's really fast-paced, but they still do research on every front, so everybody's looking at it. You know? mm -hmm. It's like a group decision, so I don't mm -hmm. know. Right. Uh, Irene wants to know... What's the, um, let me find the exact wording for it, because it was actually really good. Um, basically, hold on. It was, and still is, what's one thing your degree did not teach or prepare you for? Yeah, basically, what point. is something that you learned out there and you got no help from us? And wish you had? Yeah, that'd be good. What, 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 what was missing? Right. Oh, well, that's a tough one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, I think something that you work on is a tough skin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think your degree, you know, classrooms are usually, hopefully, a safe space, right? So someone's not going to come out and just be like, wow, your idea sucks. Mm -hmm. But you get that like every day and especially because it is a high pressure environment, like people are screaming at you or they're mm -hmm. going to yell you or they're going to they are going to tell you and be like, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. And yeah. you just have to be like, okay, and <laughs> we're moving on and everything's fine. <laughs> and you just got it. You have to roll with it. And yeah. it's hard. It's really hard to <laughs> not take things personally, mm -hmm. um, especially when you feel like you did the best you could. But you got you have to. Yeah, it kind of comes back to the left sets thing and the other guy. He's like, oh, you know, this is the way we were brought up kind of thing, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, it's kind of hard to learn how to be, like she said, like have a tough skin, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But it, uh, it is very high pressure and is intense.
mm-hmm. but you know it's beautiful at the same time yeah <laughs> and you can't anticipate the situations you're going to be thrown in oh no like it, it gets weirder all the time you know yeah, yeah, like, you like never know what your job is going to be yeah. like but that's the cool part, I guess. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's a, like totally you said, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. You just roll with though. it. You're right. It's tough. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Ultra Music Festival. Is that an offshoot of the company? Uh, you have nothing no. to do with that? No, you don't I mean, see we, numbers that? We're like, I mean, we have a collaboration going, you know, like a lot of our artists play there. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's not the same. Does your company own it? Or no, it's not. Uh, no. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? It's just okay. a collaboration. What? It's just a collaboration. Because it's because it's ultra music. That's why, and your company is ultra music. Yeah. So well, it's ultra music festival, ultra music. Mm-hmm. So they're not infringing on your cop on your trademark or anything. Uh, I'm not sure. Right. What does he know? Yeah, I don't know. Right. He, I don't think he knows anything. Okay. <laughs> no, he's a good guy. Um, <laughs> so I think we need to start to do some wrapping up. Okay. We'll pretend this is a holiday, yes. a birthday, and do some wrap up. <laughs> wrap it up. I guess. (laughs) I just purposely wanted the dead air to be uncomfortable for the listener. I had fun. That was really fun. Yeah. And my my cousin Tommy uh, texted me during the interview. So Uh shout out to Tommy because he was was mad that he didn't get a shout out. (laughs) What's Tommy's last name? Marquez. Tommy Marquez. Does he have a record deal? Oh, yeah. 360. Yeah, 360 deal with uh, (laughs) with Ultra (laughs) and and Chloe. So coming up, Dr. Esteban, next week is our Halloween show. Wow. All our listeners Are have to dress dressing? like Halloween. It'll be yeah. great for radio. Yes, we're going to be wearing a dressing as if it was Thanksgiving I'm dressing in Turkey. Up so, radio. Uh, Artist yes. past and present. Dress up. Yep. That's right. So uh, Aaron Van Dyne, business manager. Is he dressing up? He's going to dress up as well. Wow. I told him to dress like a pumpkin, so ah. he may do so. Um, after that, Harvey Leeds is coming in, who you used to know, I Carrie. Know right after. When you were at Live Nation. Shout out to Harvey. Two weeks after. Okay. We're looking for somebody for 11-7. Then uh, Mark Robinson replay the day before Thanksgiving because mm-hmm. nobody's going to listen. Um, there's a basketball <laughs> game. Then Bill Charlap, Grammy winner Bill oh, Charlap, cool. who just had a Great. new album come out with uh, Diana Krall and Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett that nice. just came out uh, a few weeks ago. He's yep. going to be on here talking all about that, which would be very cool. And then Arizona's manager Jake Posner is going to nice. be on mm-hmm. the week after that as well. So we have a great year, great way to wrap up 2018. Mm-hmm. But we should wrap up this show right now by giving thanks to people like Carrie Keller. Carrie yes. Keller. Carrie Keller. We also want to give thanks to Miles Franco. And then uh, we want to give thanks to Seabass filling in for Ashley. Thank you, Seabass. Yes. Oh, Seabass, he sounds great, but he's a great person. And then we want to give thanks to Dr. Esteban Marconi. That is I, and of course, as usual, my co-host, Professor David Kirkfield. David. Who without <laughs> without <laughs> him, <laughs> this show would not be the same. That's right. It would That's be true. completely, I don't know. But we want to thank you all for being here. We want to thank everybody for listening. We want to thank mm-hmm. everybody for their tweets. And we should remind you right after the show is another show. What's it called? Three Rope Ring? Ramble. Three Rope Ramble. It's all about wrestling. And we were ah. wrestling with uh, our 2X students today. So thank you both for being yes. here. Come back again. Thank and we you. want to thank our listeners. Come back again every Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Sound, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes for the podcast. I'm your professor, David Kirk Philp. At the end of every show, we do not say hello. That would be silly, wouldn't it? Because we're ending. We're saying bye-bye. So instead of saying bye-bye, you know what we say? Adios!